Welcome to BSS Carolinas on Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, iHeartRadio. Of course, we're on Facebook Live. Courtesy of our Mimo. What's up, Mimo? Man, he needs to talk. Elo? The Mimo. He needs oh, to be able Mimo's, to talk yeah. to us and respond, you know, like like um, the Amazon thing. Oh, Echo. Yeah. Like, we hey. should, yeah, we should have a thing. It should be like, that. good morning, guys. Ready to record your beautiful face? Something. Do something. Of course, I am your host, Rocky. Joining me in the studio is the one and the only. He might be upset with me in a second. No, I'm going to get it for him. Is the one and only B3 Exponent. Live from the campus of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina. Try that again. Live from the campus of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting in Charlotte, North Carolina. There you go. Where you make your dreams come true with a lot of hard work. 1-800-TV-RADIO. Go CSB.com. Sorry, they messed with the buttons this morning. Uh, anyway, good. I got you now. And, of course, we are sponsored by the Attitude Broadcasting Company. We put Attitude in broadcast. The only ABC for 2018 and beyond, baby. Happy Thursday, guys. Absolutely. Happy Thursday morning here at the school where you make the work you work to get your dreams come true. Excuse me. Work, work. Work, All we're going to do is work, work. That's right. All of us can't be ballers. My new (laughs) favorite TV show. Fifth Harmony. Work, work, work. (laughs) Fifth Harmony. Uh, We got a great show today, man. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, uh, a lot going. Of course, we had a draft last week. We'll talk about that. Uh, Baseball, a lot of news and baseball going on. NBA playoffs. Uh, but first, let's get into hot sauce, our biggest stories of the week in sports. Uh, first and foremost, we got to do the draft, right? I guess, man. Baker Mayfield taking number one by the Browns. I figure we'll review the top five while we're, and then we'll go more in depth later. Uh, but yeah, he's taking number one by the Browns. Surprise. Yes. Um, t- two years ago, with the number two pick, you didn't want a six foot six, strong armed, athletic, prototypical quarterback. But two years later, you go for a five foot eleven, not so strong arm, an okay athlete that played in like a spread offense and never has taken snaps from under center as the number one pick. I am confused. I, I don't know what the Browns are doing. Now, if Baker Mayfield turns out to be a Hall of Famer and he plays 15 years and the Browns won a Super Bowl behind him. Then I I mean, you did the right thing. But as of right now, I hate the pick. I absolutely hate the pick. You didn't go with Carson Wentz two years ago, but you go with Baker Mayfield, who, like I said, is undersized. He's got he's got a lot of guts, no doubt. You know, he plays hard, he plays with a lot of passion on his sleeve, but he is undersized. And he doesn't have the greatest arm to fit the ball in those little tight windows that you need. When you're at the NFL level, you see Carson Wentz throw the football. That thing comes out of his hand like a missile. It's on a rope. I haven't seen Baker Mayfield make that throw. I don't know if he can. Good luck, Cleveland. Good luck. But, I mean, it just sounds like another stupid decision 
from the Cleveland Browns that's going to put them back to having losing seasons again for the next 10 to 15 years. So I'm glad I'm not a Cleveland Browns fan. <laughs> I do like the Ward pick, but Bradley Chubb was right there. Him and Miles Garrett on your defensive line. And you said no? And we've talked about it before. You can get away with subpar corners if you got a good defensive line because that's what Carolina – and good linebackers because it's what Carolina's been doing for the last six years. Carolina's did it when the Giants were winning Super Bowls. That's what they did. They didn't have the best secondary, but they got after the passer and made you uncomfortable. They made the safeties and corners better. Make them better. Guys can't defend forever. Mm-mm. So – but the Baker pick, I just I don't get it. All right, I'm you know I'm high on Sam Donald. You're high on Rosen. I just I thought those two quarterbacks are better. To me. Better. I think I even think Josh Allen has more potential than what Baker mm. Mayfield has. Well, but do I think any of them are going to work out? Probably not. I think Rosen ended up in the best position because he gets to go to the NFC West, where it's a little less competition. Now, they still need receivers out there, but See, luckily but, for him, he's getting David Johnson well, back. Well, he got a receiver, too, in the draft, and we'll talk about that. He got his teammate. That's right. But, did. you know, you talk about the Jets. To me, Sam Donald is in the perfect situation because right. you're in my, against Miami, Buffalo, and New England. All right, Miami and Buffalo, please. Come on, man. I, I mean, to me, he's in the best place to be, and he's in New York. Um, I, I don't think they need him to start, though. They need right. him to let let him sit and get another year. Well, that's a good thing with the Browns pick. With Baker, at least he can sit if he needs to because you got Tyrod. In New York, you got nope. Josh McCown. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> at least a half a season because he'll get hurt about game six. Of course. Of but course. at least you got him in case you need him not to start. I just – you know, the Baker pick surprised me. I mean, even though we did pick him to go there. I mean, when Adam Schefter put out last week on the crawl that, hey, the Browns are considering Baker Mayfield, it was a lot. That's why we had to go there, too. Because Adam Schefter, that's our guy. Yeah. Mr. ESPN, Mr. Inside the NFL, Adam Schefter. He puts something out. It's, it's usually right dead on. Yeah, it's usually the bobble. Is it? But, I, I mean, Baker Mayfield, for me, came from left field. I he knew did. they were going to take a quarterback, but damn, I Baker didn't Mayfield. think Baker. I just I don't trust him. I mean, five foot eleven, team, five foot eleven. He's not that mobile. I mean, he's mobile enough to get yards. Is he a winner? Questionable. He's done good at Oklahoma, but he's just like uh, to me, Josh Heupel was short guy. You know, he won at Oklahoma because he's in Big Twelve. Can you trust a Big Twelve quarterback? No. And we can't compare him to, like, Drew Brees because Drew Brees ended up in a perfect system with Sean Payton for him and has had Sean Payton the last eight to ten years of his career. Bakers we, don't have Hugh Jackson, Jackson which might, might be getting fired at the end of this season when the Browns only win one or two games. If they don't win two <laughs> games this year, shoot. They Some don't win games. five, six games, he's already gone. So, I'd, I'd be surprised. Uh, the Unfortunately, we all picked Barkley to go to the Giants, and he did. Uh, that was no doubt. I mean, the Giants needed that talent in that running back position because they have nothing. I know. <laughs> I just hate it because they went. He went to the Giants. Uh, dude, he's. I mean, to everybody, he's the best pick in this draft. He was. He uh, was. 
But yeah. we'll we'll see because he still likes to try to bounce to the outside, and we know the how the the uh, mo has been about Penn State running backs. He he's a special guy. But he, he looks you, special man. on he film, is man. Going to be and, special. I mean that four three forty to four four forty that he ran, like he gets a step on you, he's gone. He is <laughs> he the gone. thing about him is his cutback and quickness. He he'll he'll stop and go. His stop and go reminds me of Barry, uh, Gail Sayers actually. That was another comparison yeah, with him. Definitely, Gail. He can catch. He can run. He can pick up the blitz. I mean, he does it all. He does and it you know all. They every need down that back. New York with Eli. He needs that. He needs protection because that line still isn't great. No, <laughs> they did address it though. I, uh, we'll talk about the winners and losers of the teams in this draft, but. And then you have Sam Donald, of course, went to Jets. I think it's a great situation because of the division he's in. And I think the Jets wanted Sam Donald the whole time. So when they fell, he fell to them at what six, three, three. It was, it was yeah, because they traded up for him. Uh, then the surprise to me was Denzel Ward, Ohio State cornerback, the best cornerback in the draft. I know you need him, but dude, Bradley Chubb is right there. And then you let him go to Denver to be on the opposite side of Von Miller? Come on. Just, the Browns should be like, uh, no, I'm going to draft Chubb just not to let them get him. I mean, seriously. All right. Denver was like, oh, Bradley Chubb, we're good. We don't want these quarterbacks. We got Case Kenham for two years. If he don't work out, we'll address the quarterback situation next year's draft or the following year. And they can do that. I mean, they still got Paxton Lynch as a backup. You, I mean, I guess they gave up on him completely. I mean, wouldn't you? No, if I draft him in the first round, I still got to give the guy. I got to get him out on the field. They gave, they gave him a couple of seasons. They've given him starts. Yeah. He hasn't progressed. He can't read defenses. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's just as bad as that Hackenberg pick for the Jets a couple of years ago. We knew Hackenberg was a ball. Point. All right, so we'll talk some more about the draft in the next uh, two segments from now. Uh, the Redskins, Washington Redskins, allegedly forced cheerleaders to post topless in front of sponsors, sweet holders on 2013 team trip. This sounds like an episode of Ballers. Just saying. This sounds like another episode for South Park <laughs> to pick on the Washington Redskins. That's what it sounds like. <sighs> They keep blundering up time and time again. The NFL might have to do something about their cheerleaders, man. If you're not going to pay them properly, I don't know. Do you go? Do they have to stop having cheerleaders? It's 2018, man. You got to do something right. I know the cheerleaders only work the home games. You don't allow them to fraternize with the players. But you expect them to be in a certain weight, look a certain way, you know. Uh, keep their hair, their looks, keep their nose clean, not be out there on social media, but you want to use them and extort them for their looks, for your calendars, for your merchandise sales, right? Yeah. And now supposedly for sponsors. And there was a lot of allegations of unpaid work that they did, long hours there, working on dance moves, not being paid for it. The NFL, the NFL, the way it's going, it's not going to be around in 10 years. They better figure something out, man. No, they absolutely do. Uh, I just, they have to do something. Uh, they were not get rich cheerleaders, man. I mean, you, I mean, you should, you better not. 
You better not get rid of cheerleaders. <laughs> That's the main reason to go to the game. <laughs> I mean, look at Dallas Cowboys. They're cheerleader. I mean, come on, Deuce. Iconic. Uh, then we got ESPN. It has offered, which he's now taken, uh, Jason Witten for Monday Night Football, $4 million a year, more than double what he make with the Cowboys. Uh, he's already announced his retirement from the NFL. I couldn't find my Witten jersey this morning. I wasn't aware. Uh, but thank you, Jason. Uh, you're the most consistent player that we've had over the last 12 years. Ring honor, Hall of Famer for Cowboy. That's Jason Witt. Yeah. He has all the goods for that. It's just a damn shame that the years that the Cowboys actually had a chance to make a run, they didn't do anything with it. And then, of course, you know, the, NFL the messed that. up they catch just- rule a couple years ago against Green Bay, which was their last, I feel like, best opportunity. I mean, two years ago when mm-hmm. they went 13-3 and three and ended up playing Green Bay in the second round, I mean, they had – and a remarkable run, but I just felt like the defense wasn't good enough to stop anybody, and it showed against Green Bay. But I thought that year when y'all got robbed in Green Bay, I thought that was y'all chance to win it. The defense was stout. The running game was stout. Yeah. Dez was at the peak of his powers Tony at that time. MVP season. Right. I mean, even though Tony didn't win it, he should have been MVP that season. But – yeah, you're right. That was uh, our best chance to win, Jason. I I just hate that he's not, he's he's not gonna get a championship. Uh, you know, same way I felt with Tony when Tony left. You know, I, I was hoping those two would get a championship. So now we got no Dez, no Jason, no Tony. On to the new era of the we Cowboys. Rolling with, we rolling with Alan Hearns and Bryce Tavon Butler. Austin. And Tavon Austin. Great trade. Hey, I, hey, I mean, he that. brings speed to your special teams, too. And y'all have lacked speed in the special teams. You, a lot of Cowboy fans remember Lance Dunbar. He's going to play that Lance Dunbar role where he comes in on third down and we throw him a little running back you know, routes. And I know we aren't a Cowboy talk. Well, we kind of are because we talk about Jason Witten, but this season is so much pressure on Dak this season too. I agree. No, it is. This is to year recreate number three. the rookie season. I I judge quarterbacks and stuff on three year span. This is the third year. Uh, first year he did really well. Last year he didn't do as bad. He was okay last year, not as great as it was first. But year. it like like when Zeke got suspended, it was like he was exposed. Right. Well, no offense to him, but the whole offense, offense was exposed. Was exposed. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll argue with people all day that we didn't put him in a place to succeed. And they act like they wanted to stop running the ball because Zeke was out. It's like, well, we wouldn't throw. Well, you know what we did on first and second down? Handoff right up the middle. We never pressured. We never put any pressure on defense, throwing the ball deep. I think all year we may have thought to beat the deep ball maybe 10 to- less than 10 times. <laughs> I mean, seriously. So, we'll see. That'll pressure's change on that. Yeah. You need to make it happen. You want that well, contract extension, don't to you? To me, the pressure's on uh, Garrett this year. He needs a win. Jerry will never fire Jason Garrett. I know. I know. Uh, then we got Raiders offensive lineman Donald Penn named a suspect domestic violence investigation. Police were called to his home Sunday. And Donald uh, Penn is one of the top three offensive linemen in the 
game. Mm-hmm. If he is suspended all year behind this for the Raiders, that hurts so much. I mean, the trade for Martavis Bryant, you added Jordy Nelson, you still got Amari Cooper, you got Jared Cook at the tight end. The Raiders are ready to make a run. They are loaded at all these positions. Well, what can you do if you get best offensive line gets mom and get suspended? One of the best in the world. Yeah, I mean, you can't really do anything about that if, you know, he gets suspended and stuff. But the Raiders got some sexy names out there for fantasy picks this year, man. Like, and you I, feel like you can get late. And I'm staying away from all of them. <laughs> Stay away from the Raiders. I'm telling you. It's a trick. John Gruden going to mess them up. <laughs> I think it'll be all right, but I just – I don't trust – I think the the division, I don't trust them in that division because the Chiefs' defense will be better. You think the – well, the Raiders' defense will be better, of course, but the Chargers' defense will be good and Broncos' defense will be better. The only team that I think can scare them in the West is, is, the, damn, is the Chargers because do you trust the quarterback play from Kansas City and Denver yet? Yeah. Case, Ke- Case, Case Keenum and Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes ain't shown me nothing yet. I know them boy can throw the football. We can't even go out and win games consistently like yeah. Alex Smith did. So, True. We'll All right, let's move on to local sports. Let's talk about the Panthers draft for a minute. Uh, of course, yeah. first round. Hmm? And we had this pick exactly right. Mm-hmm. We did. DJ Moore in the first round. Uh, Deontay, Deontay Jackson, the second round, the quick, the fastest cornerback in the draft. Four, three, four speed, guys. That's world class. Yeah, the only problem with him is his size. But, you know, y'all need speed on defense anyway. I mean, he's 5'11". Yeah. He can latch up with the uh, the speedy corners, the OBJs, Antonio Browns, those guys like that. The days of the big wide receiver are starting to diminish a little bit. People want more shiftier, speedier wide receivers, especially in the slots. Sure. Uh, then you got uh, Rashawn Golden from Tennessee in the third round uh, in a trade. Yeah. Trade draft picks. Trade draft picks. Moved up. Got some more corner help. We picked up the Ian Thomas kid, tight end in the fourth round, who seems hopefully to be the heir apparent. For Greg Olson, because Greg Olson, congratulations, Greg. Two-year extension, 8.55 a season. Could be worth up to 10 a season. Way to go. Um, yeah, but Ian Thomas, Ian you got Thomas. in the fourth round. Yes. Uh, then you got edge rusher Marquise Haynes in the fourth as well. We'll see. He's going to be situational. We got a lot of situational pass mm-hmm. rushes. We don't have an every-down defensive end. But that's how y'all like it. Yeah. So. Uh, then you got Jermaine Carter, linebacker, inside linebacker, round five from Maryland, another Maryland player. Uh, then in seventh rounds, you got Andre Smith, inside linebacker, and Kendrick Norton from Miami, defensive tackle. Now, more than likely, both of those guys in the seventh round aren't making the team. Or practice squad. Maybe the practice squad. And we'll see how they pan out, though, because you never know. You never know. But seventh rounders usually don't make the team, guys. Usually, but yeah, uh, Kendrick Norton is six three, three fourteen. So I mean, he. I mean, he's he's, guy, he's a big body. Sounds like he could take up two blockers. So what do you think of the draft? Uh, all in all, it was it went pretty much how it, I was expecting it to go. Lots of trades on the second day. Um, 
I'm happy for Shaquem, Shaquem Griffin. Got drafted to Seattle to play with his twin brother, Shaquille. Shaquem, of course, is the kid from UCF. Tested off the charts. You know, he just has the one hand, though. So, right. yeah, hurt his draft pick. But I think Seattle's going to be able to use this kid the right way with his twin brother. And they're going to they're gonna play fast, man. Seattle wants to play fast and get after you. So, I did like that pick as well. Um, so, what about the Panthers draft? Panthers draft, we did what we needed to do. We filled what holes we could with what draft picks we had. I'd have liked to seen us get a safety. But if not, it's okay. We still got Corn Elder in the backfield. One of those two picks that we got in the second or third round, probably that third round pick, the golden kid, can probably will probably have to transition to safety. As they said, he's not a great corner. But he can come in if and light you up when he comes down into the box. So that sounds like a strong safety to me. All right. Y'all also brought in uh some undrafted free agents. Uh Kyle Allen, quarterback from Houston. Uh Reggie Bonafan from Louisville, running back, uh, three offensive linemen, one from Clemson, West Virginia, and Penn State, uh, linebacker from Michigan State and Ohio State defensive tackle. I'm surprised we didn't address the running back position. Um, I guess Cameron Artis Payne isn't going to get a chance this year, actually. After how many seasons? Four? Five. He should get one this year. He's uh, he's going to get a chance. He's going to get a look. I mean, to me, if you can get him and McCaffrey to split the load, that's pretty good. It's either going to be Cameron Artis Payne getting some carries or – Christian McCaffrey's going to be playing every now and I can't see Christian McCaffrey playing every now. He's not playing every now. <laughs> that ain't happening. I can't see him. That would that. be fun, though. It would be fun for your fantasy team. Oh, that's for sure. Yeah, you'll love it for that. All right. Well, we'll talk some more about, you know, the Panthers coming up. They got OTAs coming up soon. I mean, the draft was solid. Is Was there any picks that said, hell yeah, man, I'm so glad we got him. No? Yeah. Because where we were drafting but did we do anything stupid? Like, did we make picks that didn't make any sense? No. Now, I know some teams, New Orleans Saints, made picks that didn't make any damn yeah, sense. We'll talk about that. But we made picks that made sense. We strengthened what we needed to strengthen for the most part. And we'll fill in holes throughout the season with the unsigned free agents because there's a lot of unsigned free agents out there that'll be showing up in your camps hungry, chips on shoulders. Trying to make the team. Yeah, that's going to happen. All right. Let's, uh, we got some local Hornets talk about real fast. Team brings in third Spurs assistant head coaching, a third Spurs assistant for the head coaching job, uh, James Borrego. And they bring in Trailblazers assistants, David Venterpool, for head coaching job. Um, never heard of these guys. I know what I get with from the Spurs organization. They're gonna preach ball movement and defense. The Trailblazers. Um, we don't need an assistant coach from the Trailblazers. You saw what they did in the playoffs. They ended the regular season hot, went into the playoffs against an undermanned New Orleans team, and got smacked. Mm-hmm. And we brought in top assistant from Chicago, uh, Jim Bowling. Los Bulls. Now the Bulls did have our number this season. Um, they did great work with Lori Markinen. Um, they handled the Bobby Portis, Nikolai uh, Miritich situation 
extremely well, all things considering. Um, they they helped Chris Dunn blossom this year. Denzel Valentine got better. So I wouldn't see anything wrong with the Chicago Bulls assistant. If you're looking at someone who could, uh, that can help develop young players, which we do have with Bacon and and Monk, we need somebody to come, come help coach them up because watching the Jazz last night and watching Donovan Mitchell mm. – and that put back dunk that only the only two words I can describe that is oh my, seeing how he's gone and he's in Utah white instead of Hornet teal, I mean it's still gut wrenching. So bringing somebody that can coach up these young guys and have them looking like what Donovan Mitchell is out there doing. Yeah, he's killing it right now. I mean that. I mean he threw it off the rim and just went right back up and it's just oh my god. Yeah, we got to talk about his dunk later. <laughs> oh my. I'm telling you, but no, we uh, we need somebody younger. I I think to help coach these guys up, like you're saying. I mean, and somebody who isn't scared to sit these veterans that aren't giving us crap. They aren't giving us crap. I know there's one guy out there, <laughs> but we ain't getting him because he's gonna go to New York. He, Mark, I think Mark Jackson is gonna take the New York job. Well, right now, from what I'm hearing, is it Fizdale is in the driver's seat? It says uh, Fizdale has gained serious traction for the head coach. I job. mean, the New York job is definitely sexier than our job with Frank French Frank and Christophe Porzingis. I mean, Porzingis, man, and you're, you're in New York, and I'm sure Mrs. Fizdale, Fizdale was like, um, Charlotte, Charlotte, New York, ah, uh, New York, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like Lala. She wants New York City. When women don't, if you can afford to live in New York, who doesn't want to live in New York? Exactly. All right, let's move on to our Charlotte Knights. Man, they're on roll. They won a game yesterday. Oh, wow. They are 11 14 right well, now. They're still on three games under five. Yeah, they're third in the division, but the division's leaders 13 11. So Who's that? The Bulls? The Bulls. The Bulls are always there, man. Uh, this week. Charlotte is on the road. They just had uh, Monday. They just had what's uh, Holly Berry's husband? David Justice. David Justice. David Justice was in the building. Ain't that sad? That's only way you remember David Justice. I mean, I still remember David Justice from that big home run he hit in Game Six to help the Braves win their only World Series in the last forty years. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Uh, But they just finished a series with Gwinnett. Now they're at home against. Or they're on the road against Columbus Thursday through Sunday. And then they go at Gwinnett Monday through Thursday. And then they come back home next week against the Durham Bulls or in town for a three-game series next week. And it's starting to get warm out here. Mm-hmm. It's in the high 80s during the days in Charlotte. So get out the night stadium. Go enjoy some food. If you're of drinking age, go to enjoy an adult beverage. Maybe catch a foul ball, a home run. Absolutely. Go out there, man. Enjoy our, our local sports. Mm-hmm. And then we got NASCAR this week. NASCAR in Dover, the Monster Mile, coming off of um, where were we at? Talladega last weekend. Joey Logano led the final 42 laps of the race, end up winning. Way to go, Joey. His first win in about a year. It's been a while it's been since. A year? It's been a year since Joey had won in Richmond. Dover this weekend. We're hoping Chase Elliott can find his first win and <laughs> get Chase Elliott off the side. He does good at short tracks. 
But watch out for Kyle Bush. Watch out for Kyle Larson too. Kyle Larson is a short drag, a short track monster. Love short tracks. And if you're looking for like a surprise car, don't be surprised that the 17 of Ricky Stenhouse Jr. is in contention in the end of the race because he is a short track driver too. They found speed this year. Um, so watch out for them. Of course, Spencer Gallagher's suspended indefinitely by NASCAR for substance abuse. They didn't say what the substance was, but he is in the road to recovery program provided by NASCAR. We don't need anyone impaired going 200 mile an hour around a racetrack. We don't need that when the cars are inches apart. I mean, you're you're just looking for trouble, looking for a serious. What drug do you take? I mean, for NASCAR, if you're driving and you're behind that wheel four or five hours, you know, and you're trying to stay alert because it doesn't have steering. At all, entire slick as hell. Maybe Adderall, keep True. your attention span up. Anything to gain an advantage. And he, and the crazy thing, thing is, he won Talladega for Xfinity this past weekend, and then Tuesday they announced he suspended his ass indefinitely. <laughs> wow. And oh yeah, uh, Matt Kenseth will return to NASCAR May 18th and will be driving part time in the six car. Trevor Bain just got pooped on and got wiped. He got his butt, the, his, someone's butt wiped with his face because that was terrible. He got the news midweek. They didn't even call him. They announced that Matt Kenseth was coming back and he, he said that's how he found out wow. <laughs> over the internet. That's crap. And then he got wrecked out in Talladega too. Wow. <laughs> Tough week. Tough week, man. All right. Well, we'll take a break, come back, and we'll talk some uh, NBA playoffs. You're listening to BSS Carolina. You catch us everywhere. You got V12, I got 12 V. Got bottles, got. I'm all the way up. What you want, I got what you need. Shorty, what you want, I got what you need. 